Welcome back everybody. It's Cherie here on Camera Ready and today I'm super excited to be sitting down um, and chatting with longtime uh, friend and colleague in the industry, um, model, photographer, creator Phyllis Lane. And it's really interesting because our um, story goes back uh, probably 25 years if I'm thinking-ish. <laughs> She's like, no, don't say it. Don't tell anybody. But um, it's been a it's been an interesting journey as Phyllis was shooting me when I was a model, um, and she was a photographer. And now the the tables have turned a bit, and um, somehow uh, we still keep coming back together. And uh, it's very exciting to chat uh, with Phyllis today. So thank you, Phyllis. Thank you, Cherie. It's such an honor. <laughs> Full circle. Things keep coming back around. Very, very true. Very true. And I think uh, today is interesting. Um, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts myself as of late um, and some on the industry and some on, you know, just uh, kind of getting through these times. And it's very interesting because a lot of people today are doing like a virtual podcast, which is today our first virtual podcast where Phyllis and I are not in the same room. But we have, uh, we're all geared up with all of our things and we're chatting um, and uh, it's, it's kind of fun. It is. So, <laughs> we, we, thank you for joining me on our first virtual yay, podcast. we've become technically savvy. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So um, how, are, how are you doing, Phyllis? Are you hanging in there through everything? And Yeah, you know, I, I'm here. I'm here and, uh, yes. you know, and, I, and I'm grateful because... I know that life is a gift. So I, mm -hmm. every day I get up, I, I'm, I'm grateful. So, you know, during this whole time, it's been, it's just been, um, you know, uh, appreciating what I have and, uh, and, sure. and just, and getting back to what's really essential and important. So, you know, I saw things are good. I'm, I feel like uh, things are flowing, even though, you know, things around us are upside down and <laughs> all kinds of right. know, So I'm just learning to surf the changes. Well, and I think that's a really important place for us to all be today. And it's kind of, I've found myself as being, you know, very, very high productivity and going and doing and constant and packing my days in. And, and that was what my life was like, you know, come, let's just say six months ago and now how it's evolved. And it's like, okay, well, I'm just happy if I can get X done or this positive thing happened today. And it's kind of, it's been a big change for me in having to reassess just productivity and, um, you know, kind of uh, gearing yourself for the future. Definitely. I think it's kind of a time where we've gone from doing to being. So, you know, do, mm -hmm. do, 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 you know, so busy. And, sure. And um, when everything kind of shut down, we, it's like for me, it allowed me to take a step back and just and just be okay with things calming down, you know, things getting still or just getting back to uh, just the essentials. like The basics. The, ba yeah, the basics, absolutely. you know, and, uh, mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm kind of looking at the positive side of it where it's like, spe like spending time with your fam, like, you know, having time with your mm -hmm. girls. Or for me, it's like I, I've been able to work on other projects and other things that I didn't get have time to do before. So it's been, you right. know, so it's making, 
use of our time of what we have like like time is a gift and it's like to sure every, every day is a gift of like what are we going to do with these precious moments so right I, I, and part of the things that came out of my quarantine and my <laughs> covid time has been the podcast which mm-hmm. as we've talked about in the in the past has been something I had been wanting to do. And with the way my life was previous, there wasn't any extra added time for something like this. And um, voila, here we are. And it's and it's opened up and, and now I have this this time. So um, what I, I what I'd love to do is just for our listeners is kind of give a little history of, of Phyllis in in our industry. And I was chatting, you know, Adam um, here in our office has been helping me um, kind of curate some of these um, episodes and whatnot. And we kind of go through every week and talk about who are we going to chat with and whatnot. And what do we want to accomplish? And and so I gave him a little you know tidbit on Phyllis and he's like, oh, you know, well, I said, oh, she modeled before. And then all of a sudden that I went to your Facebook page and I pulled up like, you know, your stuff from when you were in New York and in a teenager and um, living with the Fords. And I mean, all of those kind of things, which I think a lot of people uh, today, they probably don't know that. Right. And there's there's been you've had such an evolution in your um, career um, from model to photographer to now kind of model photographer <laughs> and doing both of that, which has been really amazing, you know? And I think that that's, um, it's also ho- a hopeful situation for a lot of people who maybe, um, you know, want to do as many different facets as they can in the industry. And that's definitely been you wearing many hats. So <laughs> Phyllis, tell us about your story. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I'm like a tree. I have many branches. (laughs) I have so many different things that I do and different lifetimes I've had. It's just, you know, I know I did start out as a model. So, I mean, um, back in the day, I started, uh, like how I began, I started um, back in my teens. I started, I entered a contest when I was 12. So I was kind of dabbling in some modeling uh, with Teen Magazine and but I always kept my modeling when I was in my school days quiet because I was bullied um, mm-hmm. by girls and jealousy. So I kind of, I always kind of kept it quiet. But I, uh, when I was 16, I was um, I had skipped a grade in high school and I um, was graduating. And that year, I entered a cover girl contest with Young Miss mm-hmm. magazine and. I got selected to go to New York as a finalist, and then I won the contest. And that was kind of my catapult into the modeling, because I, I won the contest, I got a, a contract with CoverGirl, and then the cover of Young Miss, and then shortly thereafter I signed with the Ford Agency. So I immediately just kind of got thrown into it, because I originally wanted to go to New York to go to Juilliard to, to go to school for music, because I'm a classical trained pianist. Sure. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I got sidetracked. So you got to New York. Yeah. I got to New York. I did. Yeah. And I, um, I was kind of thrown into, yeah, New York, New York. And, um, and then immediately the Ford agency in New York, uh, wanted to send me off traveling. So I started, I always say I traveled to 25 different countries before I was 25, basically two months here, Amazing. two months here. And, you know, and it was a completely different time because, it was before the internet it was before so when you traveled to different countries and you know this too because you sure you didn't have you know like you you went to a country and there was no connect you know you were there by yourself 
basically. You were definitely by you yourself. You were so alone. <laughs> and, like, you were happy if you got, like, a postcard or a, seriously, a telegram. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, I, my, mom would, my mom would send me faxes. Yes, and I was like, a fax. Ah, I got a fax. That's what it was, a fax. It was like, oh, boy. It was a thrill. And uh, you learned, like, those, those days I learned how to be alone and learn how to, uh, I learned a lot through my modeling travels and I, I feel like it was a college education because I learned a lot about myself, about the world, about different cultures, about learning how to be business, you know, make, make money, learn how to, you know, it was just like thrown into a, uh, an educational adventure. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you did live with the Fords. I did, yes. And it's interesting. I'm reading a book now um, that is about Eileen um, Ford and her um, her life and her career and, and all of that. And uh, it's interesting because they basically like housed models then that came to New York. And uh, part of the stuff I read in the last couple of days was talking about that. And it was more so, um, yes, for for young models coming to the city. But she also did. She was, I mean, a very tough woman. I've met her several times and 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 been excuse me, around her, very tough in that respect, but it was also in part about grooming and respect and how to show up and how to, frankly, like manners, you know? It was. I mean, honestly, I remember being at dinner at her house and it was very proper. Like, and she was really, I think Rachel Hunter was there when I was there. Yeah, yeah she was, and there. she was really hard on other models. Like, she, she never... Last shot at me, I could see, you know, personally, but I, she was like, don't use that knife. That's not the knife you use for the butter knife or whatever. Sure. She was ex- of course, like you would think of like, yeah. you know, and people, people have always called her kind of the matriarch of the industry because she really did start that like, okay, yes, you're a beautiful girl, but you, you go out and you have to be amongst all these people. You've got to be able to speak. You have to be able to sit and eat with these people. You have to be able to... Um, you know, interact professionally, but also, you know, have a, a bit of a, um, you know, a, a secret side. I mean, keeping, you know, some of that to yourself and not being, you know, boisterous and yeah, she crazy. She just, she, yeah, she, it was part of um, being professional and uh, really representing, uh, you know, being a, a, a real a, a role model, basically. Sure. And uh, she, she was like, so I. It was only like uh, one summer I stayed stayed at her house, but I was traveling, and so I was in you know in between. But that's what I did love about the Ford family. They did kind of take you in like a family, and you sure. know, and, and they looked after you as you did your travels around the world. And, and um, but yeah, she was she was tough. I can say that yeah. she was tough. <laughs> so I witnessed. Uh, yeah, witnessed that. and and so when when you were traveling, I mean, what. Um, was it what was the majority of the work that you were doing you know um i was like i i would say i was more of a commercial model like in the sense where mm-hmm. i was the catalog queen which um wasn't the glamorous it wasn't like so sure you know i went to italy i, I wasn't like i did some editorial but i was more booked with the germans and the japanese clients because uh they just love smiles and lifestyle look. And I, sure. it was the, you know, it was the money work. And yep. um, 
all my roommate model friends, you know, they were the editorials, but they were broke and starving. <laughs> I, sure. I'd be off flying to, you know, trips to, you know, the islands with the Germans and, you know, and so mm -hmm. um, I did a lot of, uh, yeah, I'd say commercial catalogs. I did, you know, a fair bit of editorial. Like when I went to Australia, I'd worked for Australian Vogue and follow me, like some big photographers. Um, Amazing, yeah. Australia was a good market for me just because I, they liked healthy, fresh, you know, like more of that all-American, you know. Sure. Athletic Absolutely. type stuff. So certain markets I did better in. Um, Mm -hmm. um, and that's still true today. I mean, there are markets still that cater to certain types of models, you know. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was always really grateful. I always liked the commercial work and I liked doing, I did TV commercials and, and I always liked that side of it because I felt like I could utilize more of my, you know, talents or, you know, I was able to express more. <laughs> Uh, sure. Um, but and personality <clears throat> and yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was still it still was fun and uh, you know I enjoyed all the countries I went. You know each country had a different vibe to it. I guess you could say. And, uh, yeah. So it was fun. Was there um, a time when you were modeling that you thought like I've made it or this is like oh my gosh like. Hey, this is what I had hoped or dreamed or aspired for, or no? I mean, I never. You know, it's interesting. When I was a model, I never, I never really enjoyed it, and I never felt like I arrived. And I think part of it was because you're always being picked apart. So you know, back then it was always you had to be exact size, exact height. It wasn't the days of Photoshop where you could touch up. It was like your skin had to be perfect. And, yeah. and I always, so every time I would go into an agency or somewhere, it was always like, your cheeks are too wide, or you're, this is, you always felt, so I never felt like I, I was good enough, or I felt like, you know, I was, you know, so, so I think it's only now, all these years later, full circle, where I got sure. things to, uh, mad at your, at Ford, yeah. <laughs> he, you know, when he asked me to come back, um, Modeling now, I actually absolutely love it because I'm in a, you know, like I can just enjoy being alive and just enjoy, there's not this idea of perfection or this idea of being good enough. Right. And I think that that's an interesting part about the industry. Uh, I experienced that same thing when you're thrown into an industry when you're in your teens and you're expected to be an adult and there's this expectation for perfection and um, you know those kind of things weigh heavy on you I can find myself sometimes even in my mind going back and thinking oh here comes a little it's kind of like reminiscing of how things were then and people were nitpicking on you and oh you know you should act like this or why why is my you know body look like this and it's like because you're aging and you're getting you know like things are changing and so then when you're a teenager and you are looking for that affirmation from people um that you're good enough or your skin's great or you're skinny enough or tall enough or all of those things it's a lot i mean it's it's still a very prevalent situation in the industry today i mean very much so for uh, a bit of that perfection even though we can photoshop and you can do some things but there's still a good fair amount of that it's true as you know it's true and i think when you're young uh you take things personally you take things to heart absolutely you don't you don't have the perspective, in the, you know, no. and so 
like for me, I was always trying, like I remember uh, once when this very famous photographer, uh, Victor Skrebneski, uh, he was like, he saw me and he was like, I want to hire you the whole summer, like block, the, like he called my agents and I want you for the whole summer. But he's like, just lose your cheeks. Your cheeks are too wide, like too, like, and I literally like remember exercising, like trying to like become like cheese. Cheek exercises, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, trying to get rid of these. But I, I, I got, I went way far into exercise, like exercise addiction in the sense, like just like, sure. you know, and it, I could see how it wasn't healthy. I lost weight. I did lose my cheeks and I did um, work for him the whole summer. But it's, you know, so it was, I think once I got out of modeling, I, it took years of just kind of getting recovered, like learning how to just feel beautiful and feel good right and love yourself and love yourself and not push yourself learn how to nurture your body and not push it to extreme like it was so it's t- yeah absolutely taking years and then i think it also like it has helped me as a photographer photographing models because i understand how they feel so self-conscious there's you know you know, and not to be so focused on their form, but more on their their essence and their beauty within. Because mm-hmm. I learned it as a model, mm-hmm. you know, when a photographer actually could truly see you or they would focus on a blemish or... Sure. So anyway, it was just, uh, it helped me understand beauty and, uh, you know, and what true, uh, I don't know, true singing is just from, yeah. from that side of the camera Absolutely. and that experience of being a model. You know, the industry. And I just, yeah, it was such a different time because of film, you know, shooting film mm-hmm. and per- mm-hmm. the levels, the high levels of, you know, expectation for, for, for that. For, yeah. Perfection. For, for yeah. perfection. Because, you know, it was like, uh, you couldn't just, yeah, touch it up. You couldn't just, you know, shrink down the photo. You had to be fit. I mean, the Ford agency in New York, if you were a certain size and they would, as soon as you walk in, they would just have you stripped down to a bathing suit. And if you weren't a certain size, you weren't going to go up on any calls. And that's just the way it yep. was. And uh, mm-hmm. so um, there was a lot of pressure to, to, be, to be back. Absolutely. And so from there, did you just decide one day, I'm going to pick up a camera and I'm <laughs> going to start being a photographer? Or how did that evolve? Well, I was traveling a lot. So when I was in Tokyo, um, I had met a friend, a model that I worked with who had a camera and I was like, oh my God, that's, wow, that's so cool. And he goes, look, I can, you know, to show you where I bought it. And so anyway, I picked up my first camera in Tokyo and, okay. and I just, I loved photographing life and cultures. So I was traveling to all these different cultures and I loved all the different ethnicities and architecture and the beauty of the place. And it was just, I was drawn to it. And then so, uh, when I was, I was around 19, I was in Australia and I was living in a model house with a bunch of models and, um, <laughs> they saw I had a camera and they, were, and they were like, Hey, can you shoot some headshots? Can you shoot some pictures for me? And I was like, right. sure. Okay. And now, uh, and anyway, one of the guys that I photographed, the agency there called me in and said, Hey, we saw these pictures and we were wondering if you would shoot our entire men's division. And I was like, you know, 19 and I was like, Okay, and and you were modeling at the time. And I was I mean, modeling okay. too, and so anyway, I started shooting 
you know, these guys, and it was awesome. I would take them down to the beach, and it was just, you know, and that's how it started. And it was just like one thing led to another, led to another. And it, it was almost like photography found me, and people would just say, hey, can you shoot this? Hey, can you shoot this? And then from the modeling fashion work came, you know, down the road, commercial jobs, yeah, and different, you know, magazine work and stuff. So. Yeah. Right. But that's where it started. And uh, so there was like no formal training. There was no like schooling. You just kind of picked it up and went. Um, well, I had learned intuitively as a model work, sure. working with photographers. And I had worked with so many photographers that some could make you look amazing, some could make you look terrible. <laughs> some were, you know, you know. Some could truly see you, and some couldn't see you at all. Like you know, sure. and, you know, objectify you. So, I learned a lot from being a model. So when sure. I got into it, I didn't know what I was doing technically, but mm -hmm. I was able to capture the shot because I had that. I had that. Uh, I had that intuitive sense that I I learned sure. from from you know all my experience. So uh, the technical part. Being that I was, you know, more right-brained, you know, it's like, I, you know, it took time to learn. And, and I found, you know, uh, a lot of famous photographers back in the, that day, the most creative ones were, they had technical assistants who did it. Yeah, they had the, yeah, lighting tech yeah, and everybody who was doing all they, of that. They were hired for their creativity. And that was, you know, for me, assuring. Because <laughs> I, sure. I always had that innate sense of creative, uh, you know, vision but uh so yeah and uh through the years of course through the thousands of people i photographed I, you know i've learned a few technical things <laughs> <laughs> that's good we that that's uh, reassuring right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and it's it's really interesting because uh uh speaking a little bit in the beginning it talked about you and i shooting together and um like i said i was in my late teens i believe and um we always found ourselves at these like rundown houses and I'd be like, you know, it was like an abandoned house and I'd be like coming through the window and it was all like smoky and smudgy. And, you know, it was just kind of that you, we did that kind of storytelling, right? Yeah. Um, and now through the years, um, you've photographed myself, you've photographed my family, um, the office, you know, those types of things. And I think that, one of the things that I appreciate uh, is being on that other side of the camera still with you after all these years um, is just like the level of comfort. Uh, it, you, like you said, you have that from being a model on the other side, but if you've never really been on the other side and had somebody see you through that yeah. lens, right. um, I do think that it definitely brings such a different um, and more like, full circle um, feeling because it's like, okay, you can say, okay, Cherie, or whoever you're photographing, okay, just take a deep breath. It's going to be fine now. Or let's just do this or, you know, those types of things. Because I think that sometimes it's just like, oh, I'm going to take this person's picture, click, click, click. And I think a lot of people today obviously are photographers, quote unquote. And um, 
which we, we've seen and we still see through our industry. But the interesting thing is, is there's a real art in being able to communicate with people, yeah. being able to sense how they're feeling and, yeah. you know, how they resonate with where they're, you know, where they're being shot or how they're being shot or what they're wearing or all those things. And so I think that, um, your 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 um, experience on the other side of the camera has definitely brought so much of that to your photography. Yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, truly, what kind of what happens is I go into a photo shoot. I try to be as empty as possible, meaning like I go into something with no no judgments and no just just to be of service and to truly connect to the person. And when you go right. go into that space like that then you really tune into that you tune into their energy and you it's um it's a kind of an energetic it's like an intuitive connection where you like for me i can i'm just tuning into what the body is saying um i i can tune into what they're feeling and, and it's like and we and i i i understand it's like holding this space where they can just let go and and feel safe and trust right. and uh yeah and it's uh and, and through that process, when they can just finally let go and just, you know, be themselves or feel like they can trust me to help mm -hmm. them bring out their best, they, it's almost like um, that essence starts to shine through and that, that creates, a, a, you know, a timeless moment. And, sure. and it's really about their essence, they feel seen and their essence comes through. It's a very deep process. It's, and it, um, it can be a very healing process too, but it's, Sure. Um, but I do think I learned that a lot just from being on that other side and working with someone who didn't see me, who, who didn't, who was not tuned in to that level of sensitivity and mm -hmm. was, you know, saying, do this or, you know, because there's a difference between performance, like, you know, when you're modeling, when you're in a performance and then when you're really in your essence or in your feeling and it's mm -hmm. it's like it's moving from the thinking mind into the being mind and it's really um it's a deeper deeper expression yeah connection <clears throat> yeah mm -hmm. um for a while there for a very long while you were doing um amazing weddings and celebrity weddings and shooting all of these and it was like i wonder who phyllis is going to be shooting next <laughs> and uh that was an interesting part of your business for a very long time. Obviously, I know you still do some some of those weddings, but mm -hmm. um, how did that transpire into, you know, I mean, because so many people are like, I'm not, I don't want to shoot uh, weddings. I'm, I'm a fashion photographer or, you know, there's this stigma in both of those. And, um, you know, obviously over the years, you and I have talked about kind of separating some of that and having, you know, different um, portfolios of work and, you know, kind of tearing it out a bit, but um, the wedding industry is obviously a huge one for photographers, but you've found a way to do it a little differently. Well, you know, I got into weddings. It's kind of like how everything has come into my life. It's almost, it's come to me and I just, I kind of surrender to the flow. Like I, mm -hmm. life calls me and so I go, you know, and uh, um, it was someone in the fashion field, a makeup artist in the fashion field who said, hey, I'm I want you to shoot my wedding. This was years ago. Uh, I want you to shoot my wedding, but I want you to shoot it like a journalist because I had done a lot of documentary and journalism photography. 
And she had worked with me in fashion, so she's like, I want you to just do your thing. Don't, I do not want wedding photography. And back then it was very portraiture and very traditional. Sure. And I literally went into that wedding, um, A, I had never been to a wedding, and B, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I really, I was like. Would help if you had been to a wedding, it, right? It would have, because I didn't know you were supposed to do all these types of shots, like what normal, like normal photographers do. So I went in, I shot it like a journalist, and I shot it where the moment told me what to do, right? And it, and, and it turned out where uh, this client and friend loved the photos, and it was because it captured the essence of it. And um, and then someone saw her photos, and the next thing I knew, we had to do my wedding, we had to do my wedding. And then it just like kind of like evolved into, uh, you know, shooting weddings and then um and then yeah and i i got into creating my own products and that's when i created my other business that i sold um making couture books and you know it just everything kind of evolved and then i just um i was more of the wedding photographer for the high end because they didn't want a traditional photographer they wanted someone who could capture who was creative and, and could capture the moment and um, mm -hmm. and I think the combination of having fashion and journalism were the two pivotal mm -hmm. things for photographing a wedding because you needed that fashion sense, just you know, in portraits, but you also needed to capture the moment. So, yeah, and I think that that's really something important too, like for the listeners to think about. You think about a very like staged photo, right? Like the mom's gonna stand here and the dad's gonna stand there and then the child's gonna stand there and everyone is gonna be like all perfect and we're all, and I mean, I recall this um, and, and it's, it was a funny time, even just from our personal experience together is like you shooting our Christmas pictures a couple of years ago and our littlest like Vivi, she was like losing her mind and she didn't want to wear the shoes I had picked out for her and she was like flailing around and she was being all crazy and I think I have the picture but ended up being the like most favorite picture of everything. I'm like looking off and giggling. My husband's mouth is like wide opening. She's like going and that was like that's life. That's life. Real life, right? And it's more about creating that type of imagery, I believe today, as opposed to that really like stoic still look. And of course, for some of the catalogs or e-com or all of those things that are happening and are very um, lucrative in our industry, um, the good majority of that, uh, when you see something, you want to see the energy, you want to see real life, you want to see people as they are. That's right. Yeah. And, and to be able to do that where you have to be surrender you have to be prepared it's like you have to be prepared and surrendered to and you have to be listening to the moment you can't go into something with a prepared like an idea of how you right like if i went into that family portrait like this is how it's supposed to be and you know trying to make the child like behave like right you might have the perfect picture but you've lost the soul of it the essence right so so my job i always feel is like um to come prepared multiple camera bodies right yes because <laughs> you never know what's gonna and 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 you allow life to tell you what it happened yeah and it, yeah. it's really i say true seeing is deep listening and it's really listening to what the moment is saying and in that moment it was it was speaking <laughs> it was wonderful because you know she was she was expressing her joy and everybody you know it was a I love and we were like, and there she is. And then you sent it to me and you're like, 
here's a little outtake. And I said, I don't even really need to see any others. This is the one. This is, this it. is it. I don't need the, like, we're all posed and, like, you know, looking no. fabulous. Like, this was it. Everyone was just like, okay, here we are. So that, to me, um, and even in going forward with life and everything that we've all been through in these last six months and more and more of, like, resonating and connecting with people right and you know i feel like so much of our industry it it is a people business at the end of the day and so you have to be able to as a model as a photographer as a client um you have to be able to connect with people yes and even if you have to put on a pretend hat and go in there and be like okay today i have to if you're an introvert and you don't really like that okay, I have to put myself out there. I have to connect with these people. I've got to, you know, somehow um, have a connection. It's true. And, you know, honestly, I, I, I was very shy growing up. I'm kind of an introverted person. And, uh, sure. and being like an artist, I like my sol- solitude. And um, I was always super, super shy. So it took, mm-hmm. it took uh you know, years, I think part of getting into modeling and some of the things I had to learn how to let go of myself, I had to let go of Mm -hmm. these ideas of myself and just surrender and allow life to move me where I'm guided. So like if life calls you to be of service, you know, for a job, to get out of the way and just show up and, uh, and truly, yeah, and connect. And I do think um, it is all about connection and it is all about our relations and but it first starts I think with yourself so learning how to really um, you know connect to yourself and then yeah you'll 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 want to connect with others and it is I think in our in our profession it's all about relationships and and um, and it's all full circle too and it's comes back around it is and so much of it is as we've discussed is about about those relationships and you and I working together when I was a teenage model, <laughs> who would have ever thought that here we'd be um, in in the in the positions that we are today, still working together, and but also in in a different capacity. And I think that that's one of the most exciting things about our industry is that it does allow for you to be able to do so many things. So you know. Still today, ironically enough, you're on our roster for talent and photography, right? And so, you know, it's it's allowed, I think the industry um, can be very, very harsh and very tough, but it can also be very welcoming um, if, if you allow yourself to be able to do all those things. And I remember having the conversation with you and saying, now, Phyllis, Matt and I were chatting and we think that you should come back and you should be on the board. You're like, what? <laughs> what? I said, yeah, I think so. And obviously that has been, um, you know, fun. It's been lucrative and fun for everybody. But, you know, obviously getting you back in front of the camera as opposed to behind it um, was probably a little bit of a mind game for you. It, it was. It was, um, it was kind of a rebirth, quite frankly. Sure. And I think it, when it, the time it came in my life, I had gone through um, a lot of losses. So it was almost like my foundation of my life had fallen through, and I, I was, I was surrendered to life once again. And it's like, and Matt, yeah, you guys were like, hey, how about modeling? And I was like, I, I had get someone, a teacher had given me this prescription of follow 
F yeah, like follow, that was my medicine. And she's like, here's your prescription. Mm -hmm. And like, whatever shows up, just say yes, like go for it. And, yep. and so normally my old self would have said, oh no, I don't want to be visible. It was that my old model self that was all caught right, up. I did that. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if I'm... Look, I'm not 16. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm an older, you know, I, I don't... And then I just said, F, I was like, F, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, yeah. I just surrendered it. And I just was like, why not? You know, wherever life calls. And I'm not... Mm -hmm. uh, who knows? I don't know where that's going to go. And so I just said yes. And... Uh, and I had to just let go of all those ideas of who I thought I was and like the safety of being behind the camera and just allow myself to um, experience a new experience and enjoy the other side of the camera. And it was kind of, sure. and it was kind of funny, like the, one of the first jobs that you guys got me coming back was with Range Rover. It was like a in-house Range Rover thing. And right. I remember, and this was a funny moment for me because it was my first job back and I'm sitting in my Range Rover <laughs> and the crew is outside like there's the red camera and there's like there's a huge crew and they're struggling because the lights going down and there's you know grab the gear the reflectors up and I'm like sitting in my Range Rover looking out the window like I'm feeling like like you should grab the gear I should be out there helping them I'm like and and I'm just sitting in the car just like and I was like I really like this. I'm like, I, yes, I like this job. <laughs> I'm like, uh -huh, I, exactly. just for a moment, and you know, and I had compassion for the crew, but I was like, wow, this is fun. <laughs> That's how, right. you know. Well, and I think too, you know, having that, um, you have that respect for the, what yes. they do and for their job and you're not, but I also feel one of the things that's truly valuable about you is you're not going to go in there and let's say it's ABC photographer and say, oh, I think you should shoot it like this or what are you doing or da da da. You know those things in your mind, but you're also not going to come out and criticize or critique or any of those types of things because that's not your job that day. That day you're the model. Yeah. And so you don't really, you know something about photography and lighting because you're a quote model, yeah. but not because you know, you're a photographer. And, and so I think that that part, um, that also is, is, uh, a big part of the, of your success is because you kind of know when to speak and know when to not. And that isn't, you know, what you're, that's not what you're hired there. You're hired to sit in the Range Rover girl. I love that. Yeah. And honestly, <laughs> you know, I, I like, I, you know, when you're a photographer and a creative director, you're always calling the shots and you're trying to get things to be the optimal place. So, so magic can happen. And I completely enjoy just being a model, enjoying just showing up and like, one of the last jobs I just, you know, did with you guys, it was, uh, you know, we were all just sitting around a table eating delicious food and laughing. I was like, wow, this is fun. This is fun. <laughs> and I'm getting paid. Hey, I love this. Yeah. So I just, and I, and I just, and I honestly feel just super grateful that I can do it, you know, and just like, I'm, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, so it's, I really, um, enjoy it. And I, I do think working both sides really helps each other. Cause I, I know that, even since I've come back modeling now, it's like I'm learning, you know, it teaches me to be a better photographer. It just, they go together. You really learn a lot mm -hmm. about Absolutely. each side. It's like two sides of the same coin. And um, it's, it's important, I think, to know. Absolutely. Um, so now when you, let's say, hypo hypothetically, you are 
um, a lot of times as the photographer, you kind of become the client or the creative director, like you said. And so you have the opportunity to um, influence maybe the client as to who to book as a model or who you like working with or who you think would be the right fit for the project. Um, and so when you're going through that process, um, from being on all sides of the industry, what kind of models do you like working with the most? I mean, I think ones that are um, full of energy, you know, good good energy. And I do think um, I love models that can move. So I always, you know, sure. I, so I think models there is a, what should I do as a model? Like take dance class, maybe take acting class. Between those two mediums, it's like, you learn how to speak through your body and uh, it's the language of, of silent, you know, you're learning to speak, yeah. in, you know, so um, I love models that are able to, yeah, translate their energy into camera, but, you know, but more than anything, it's, really, it's good energy. It's really, inter yeah, it's really interesting though when you talk about like the movement, you know, and I remember as a young model saying like I'd be there and I... It was in Milan one time and, and so I'm standing there and it was my first kind of like big job. And so the photographer, I'm standing on the X on the ground, you know, and then he's like, okay, now move. And I'm like, what does that mean? You know, and it's like, oh boy, I don't know what the heck I'm doing at all. Yes. And so it's like, but I need you to stay on the X or right around the X, but I need you to move. And, and it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? And so today, you know, there were the cat, all the catalog poses and all of that back in the day. Today, there's all of the e-com poses, you know, it's like you can basically 360 your body all the way around. So when somebody's shopping for something online, they're like, click, click, click. Okay. They said there's a skill and an art in that. And so I think that one of the things that um, today the young models um, a hiccup is like they think that potentially their their looks are going to get them everywhere right. and and that is it's so competitive it's more tons more competitive than when you and I were in the industry yeah. and um, so with that being said it's like well you better damn well know how to move and you better know how to show up and be there and be present and frankly yeah you might look the part but then they put your imagery on the site now today and maybe you don't sell maybe you don't sell the product and they are like eh, that was a dud yeah. so i think that there's so much more like you said in the people that you want to hire are the people that can move yeah well because then as a photographer it makes your job all that much easier and at the end of the day, we're all trying to do our job and get it done and get it done well and fast. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, just like any job, right? Yeah, it's true. And I, you know, I work with a lot of new models, so I'm able to help nurture them and direct them and say, oh, do this, you know. But ultimately, yeah, when you're doing a, a paid job, it's all about flow. And if, you're, yep. and if you're able to just get in there and you move it and you've got energy and it's it's, it's awesome. It's just um, a great experience. But, you know, and, and I think also, too, like the art of movement. I You don't realize, like, what, if you move your shoulder just like this, like what it says, just sort of like everything is speaking. It's a language. And mm -hmm. uh, how you place your foot or how you put your, your everything's speaking something. And so it's really yeah. interesting. So it's like you, it's, there's an art to it. And uh, so... Yeah, it's not just like showing up, you know, looking pretty, you know, there's so much more and it's right and it's a, a 
sometimes, you know, a lot of it, like you said, when you got to Italy, it's like, move, you don't, it's like, yeah, you don't, like, what? Where do I, where do I move? Right, exactly. (laughs) Tell me where. And I think that it's, it's really interesting and part of my, um, you know, part of my, my thought and my inspiration in doing this podcast was obviously for, for the talent that we currently have and also for talent who um, is unsigned and for people who are looking to get into the industry and there's such a stigma around our industry um, about, um, you know, the difficulties inside of it, um, how, uh, you know, how, how difficult it can be to, you know, potentially work with agents and photographers. And there's, you know, there's all of these things that, um, we've all been privy to, frankly. Um, and we've all turned out just fine, but it's part of life. Right. It's true. But I think really in, in kind of, um, you know, wrapping a bit of it up here, it kind of, I think the advice from you is, you know, we're the, the podcast is titled camera ready. And so, what is that what does that mean to you what does that mean when you show up as as a photographer or a model um you know being ready for the business well you know i would think it's being ready for life i mean basically being able to respond instead of react to things to challenges Mm -hmm. right so sure life's gonna happen whether in the business or just life itself so how you show up um, has a lot to do with um, how good you feel inside. So, like my, I would sure. I say the first thing is to recharge your own inner battery, because if you're reacting to something, it's probably because you're not feeling so good inside. So I'd say number one, tune in, recharge, get connected, and try to, you know, feel great. Like work on your energy. Um, sure. And then, you know, you'll bring that to the marketplace and you'll you'll get to see what you're made of by how you respond or react to situations. And hopefully mm-hmm. you will you will respond, um, you know, with with consciousness and awareness. And I think uh, nowadays it's um, it's just, yeah, it's important um, to. Yeah, just, you know, um, come fully you know like your best self like 100 mm-hmm. and that yeah. and that honest it takes a lot of discipline and yes um dedication being dedicated right. to the work not just like the mm-hmm. end result like oh i hope i get likes or i hope i get you know some, the booking or yeah, whatever it's about sure. being dedicated to to the to the practice to the work mm-hmm. dedicated to the work so when you show up it's all about giving a hundred percent to what you're doing right now, and there was like that will reap its own benefits. Yep, you know, it will. And, uh, As a person, or in this in this journey through this business, you know, and right. and like I always say, I mean, there's going to be plenty of days, more days that you're rejected or told oh. no in our industry than you are told yes. Oh, so yeah. if you're not showing up ready within yourself for the industry or for the rejection or for all of that i mean it it could really wear on you so it is important that you stay in balance and you're taking care of yourself you know physically mentally emotionally all of those things um otherwise uh we see so much burnout very quickly with people in the industry um that don't have that balance and i think that that's one of the things obviously i know that you are very keen on well yeah and i forgot about that very key point of rejection 
That's, yeah. that's right. And I remember those days of modeling in New York, mm-hmm. being rejected. You know, you go out on eight to ten calls a day, and you're being rejected ten times a day. And yeah. and it's kind of like learning how to be like a tree in a sense, because a tree, like, for a tree to withstand its first winter, it has to create a hard covering. It's like a bark. And you've got to learn, it's because it protects its inner tenderness inside the tree. Right. If it doesn't have the, you know, that kind of uh, protection, it will just... First storm comes, it'll just fall over. So you learn how rejection is not about you. It's not personal. You learn to trust in the flow of life. Like, if, sure. th- if that job isn't for you, it's for that person. And you can bless that. It's like, and what's mm-hmm. yours will come to you. And, and you learn how to um, come from a place of trusting that there's enough and that if a door closes, another one will open, the one that's right for you, and uh, right. and not taking things personally. And I think mm-hmm. if I would have known that way back in the model days, right? I would have all I would be, maybe, I don't know where I'd be, but. Uh. It might have been an easy, I mean, it would have been an easier journey, right, for all of us. And um, I think that, yeah. you know, it's it's really, um, it's inspiring to hear, hear your journey, certainly, and, um, the, the ebbs and flows of, of, of the career and um, and it's still flowing. I love your flowing word, which I know. But, um, you know, I think it's really inspiring to know that uh, taking taking what comes to you through through what life brings and saying yes to that. And I feel like we all need to do a little bit more of that, especially in today's times, um, to really get through what these next months are going to look like whatever that may be um but really i think the the moral of the story is we're all very blessed to be able to be in this industry to work in this industry you know and it it is uh, not everyone can be in it and i feel like you know it is a an industry essentially a, a bit of privilege you know and it's something where hey um it's a tough industry but if you can if you can find your place um it can be very rewarding definitely so yeah it's uh it's definitely uh yeah, an adventure. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you, Phyllis. This has been so fun. And we did our virtual podcast and yeah. I loved every minute of it. And uh, I thank you all for listening in yet again. And make sure to um, subscribe on all of our um, podcast uh, platforms. And we look forward to chatting with our next guest. Bye, Phyllis. Bye.